Next up on Imagine Faith Talk. Beliefs affect your biology and biology affects your behavior. There's a lot to unpack here when it comes to limiting beliefs. Stop running from things that are not chasing you. Because God's calling in your life is too important. Nobody holds your success in their hands. You are part of the bigger movement. He plans to give you more as you do more by faith. It's the truth though. And so what I pray often is God unveil the fears. I am being life coached right now. Keep the devil in the night. Keep the devil in the (laughs) night. Welcome everybody to another episode of Imagine Faith Talk, the podcast where we believe that faith in God is key to unlocking everything you've been called to be. And today's topic, we've been going through this series, I'm tired of success. I am tired. I am exhausted from the pursuit of success. We're your co-hosts, Kevin Lushla and Donovan Donnell. Donovan Donnell, big man, how you feeling? Bro, I'm in the building. I'm happy. I'm on the mic. God is ready to do some things. And I'm just an open and willing vessel, man. Promises have been made. Hey. We're going to impact this generation, man. And so that's what I'm here to do. Let's impact, bro, completely. Let's go. Now, I'm ready. we've been looking to the Bible for certain key aspects for the why we may be tired or exhausted of success. And one of the things that we've been learning about is this whole idea that Maybe I'm tired of success because I lack courage. We've done now three parts to this whole thing. We did not (laughs) mean for it to be three parts, but it just happened to be because we were in the zone. And this is so important for people striving to be high performers with higher values operating in their highest nature. I mean, Donovan, when we went through this Bible study, we've been learning that God says three times in Joshua, be strong and courageous. Courage is apparently really important to God. So then why do you think that a lack of courage exhausts us on this pursuit of success? Because I think courage is the thing that refuels us because courage leads us into that curious place. And that that is almost synonymous with walking by faith. There's a spiritual curiosity that comes over us as we're following the path that God has led us on. And if we lack courage, that means we're stifling our curiosity, which means that we're not really willing to go into the deep with God, which means that we are only settling in what I have now and trying to see if that can be sustainable for the whole journey. And it's not. The Bible says, man, give us this day our daily bread. He plans to give you more as you do more by faith and through courage. And we stop doing we stop getting, and then that whole process now, that fear has got us stifled, and, and it's crazy because it's, it's exhausting to sit still in faith. You'll get refueled as you occupy faith. Wow. So say that again. You're saying it's exhausting to sit still in faith, but it's more yeah. beneficial to occupy and move in faith. That's where the replenishing happens. That's where the invigoration happens. I, I, when I'm when I'm exhausted, I know it's because I'm I'm not walking by faith. Did y'all hear that? I'm using that. I'm no, realizing sometimes I may be exhausted because I'm not occupying faith. That's like a whole other lesson, but we're not going to do that, man. <laughs> Bro, I was in I was in church one time, and the pastor said that you only get exhausted when you're trying to do things in your own strength. If you're occupying faith, that means you're going according to God's will. That means that you are participating in the commitment He made to partner with you, which means you have access to His strength. Therefore, you have everything you need to do what he's called you to do. That exhaustion comes from, I can't really trust God on this. I'm going to try to do it myself. You're so limited. That's why Kevin keeps telling us, partner with an unlimited God so that you can have all you need, including the energy. (sighs) Amen. Partner with an unlimited God if you're going to have the energy for this process. So last episode, we were talking about this whole idea that if you're going to occupy your courage, 
you need to create a sanctuary, a place of refuge, a place for the nourishment and feeding of your soul so that you have an optimized mindset to be able to tackle the day, to be able to tackle the world in front of you. Now, Donovan, we saw that Jesus, (laughs) the Savior, God Almighty, who was also human— needed that sanctuary time away from everyone else, right? So if Jesus needed that, how much more do we need it? And I think this is so important to talk about because if we don't understand this, we can't even get to the points that we're talking about today. We can't, man. It's 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 an, it's important for us as believers and Christians and however you look at yourself in relationship with God through Christ to look at what he modeled for us. Look how often he retreated into a quiet place with the Father, and see what happened to him as a result of that and what he went out and did after he spent that time. Something about that is important. It's, it's, it's modeled over and over again with Jesus's life. And in the beginning, we just can't get away from the Sabbath, man. It's something about that sanctuary, that quiet time, that intimate time of relationship with the Father. It does something very supernatural and divine for us. Oh, that's beautiful, man. And also, like you said, like, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Like, this is your time yeah. to reconnect and recharge in a way that completely, as we talk about all the time, aligns you with God Almighty. This is the success right. formula. A part. Success equals, in parentheses, self-development plus personal alignment because that's our part. Times yeah. faith. We have to occupy faith, and that's the thing where God has to multiply because we can't do that on our own. So now, it's so beautiful. It's the truth, though. We've been talking yeah. about this. I, that that yeah. whole idea has blown my mind since. And now that we've talked about the sanctuary, let's dive deeper into these next three points that <laughs> Donovan and I have been talking about over Bible study to be able to help us occupy the courage that God has set for us. Yeah, Donovan, I want you to kind of talk about this because I know you've discussed that in your life coaching. These points are so important for people to be able to take away the lack of courage and to be able to occupy faith in God, to be able to occupy the courage that's going to set them free to be able to do what God's calling them to do. Yeah, man. I mean, the whole important point of the sanctuary is to get cleansed and refreshed and replenished so that you can go do something. And that something is not go after your goal. There's something as preliminary before you can go after the pursuit. And that is something I came up with with my for my life coaching clients. It's kind of like a step-by-step process that we go through prior to me helping them achieve or manifest anything they're trying to do in their life. And that process is verify, purify, and occupy. So the whole point of it, in short, is that you want to start verifying those beliefs. That's where you want to start because beliefs affect your biology and biology affects your behavior. So whatever you're doing is because of whatever you're believing. And whatever you're believing is because of whatever you've meditated on or what you allowed to sit in you. So we have to verify first. All these thoughts and beliefs and these desires, even when you did your vision board, verify every single picture. Where did that come from? Why do I want that desire? Don't do anything yet with it. Just identify where it came from. And then we're going to purify that. That means you're going to line it up next to God's word and say, okay, is this from God or is this just something that I want to help help heal me from something that happened to me? Or is this something that I want because it helps justify who I believe that I really want to be, but God never said that I was. And so once you go through that verification of these thoughts, once you purify those thoughts, then you're ready to occupy faith. You're able, you're ready to sit in faith without any kind of baggage, any kind of self-destructive, self-sabotaging behavior associated with the pursuit. And I think that's a great platform for anybody to be in prior to heading out in one of their pursuits. That's so good. So do you, is this something you can do in the, in the sanctuary or can you also do it when you're just tackling the day? 
honestly, you can do it in, in any situation, but the sanctuary is necessary because, again, like we discussed in the last episode, you don't want to be trying to verify through in, a, in an unhealed state. Wow. That, yeah, that's good. You can't really purify with a dirty rag, which is a dirty mindset. You know, you can't just purify my thoughts and my beliefs according to my desires. No, it's God's word because that's part of the, that's part of our responsibility in our relationship with God to use his word as the final authority. Not our wants, not our desires, not what culture said. God's word is the final authority, which means that that's the rag that washes and, and verifies everything as true or a vain pursuit. Amen. Well, then in that case, let's just dive into these points a little bit more. The it. first one he talked about. Verify your thoughts. Verify your thoughts. Let's get into these two pieces of scripture. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And 1 John 4, 1. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because yeah. many false prophets have gone out into the world. Yeah. Donovan, with this whole idea of verifying your thoughts, what are you hearing in these verses? I'm hearing the importance of verifying and how it impacts our confidence, which impacts our ability to walk by faith. I think that this is the thing we want to check out because what I call these are like leaks in your life. These leaks like are draining you on a day-to-day -day basis. These beliefs are pulling from you, which impacts your capacity to go out and do the great thing that you want to do. And so I think that that's what I'm hearing here, how important God is saying like, look, man, before we step out and do anything, we have to see if there's any, what do they call them, stowaways? Any, any, anything that's not of me that's in you. Because if it's not of me, it's not here to help you. It's here to hurt you, destroy you, slow you down, drain you. And that's one of the major reasons why I'm exhausted because I got these stowaways, these limited beliefs, these false beliefs, these things that are not from God with me. And I need to verify, man, because if not, it's just unnecessary weight that, like the Bible says, set aside every weight that trips you up or weighs you down. This is the part. This is where it starts in a verification. That's so beautiful, man. And, and, and what you're saying is really important in the sense of God is here the whole time to help you through this experience of taking and verifying these thoughts. This is not something you're supposed to be doing on your own. God is mm. there side by side, knowing that you have these thoughts, knowing that you have these limiting factors, knowing that you have these things that weigh you down. He's like, I, I'm God. Don't, Please don't try to take this away absent of me yeah. because you're going to be in a worse state or a not as optimized state as I can make you if you trust me. I mean, yeah. I think about it from a sense of like self-leadership, right? I, I think that, for example, in the business, in the workplace, in your leadership as a, as a family man, right? Courage is something that inspires everybody. If you are doing it right. So if you're doing it right with the partnership of God, then I have gone through this verification process probably many times before because I don't want to have to be verifying and thinking about certain things in the moment. Or if I'm thinking about things in the moment, I've already got a purification, sanctification process that's already happened that gets quicker over time so that I can be more present 
with people. Because yeah. I feel like presence of mind, presence of mind is so important for everything and anything you have done. So when a thought comes in, it's like, uh, this is not from God. I already know that because I've already tackled that. Great. I mean, I like it, it honestly, almost like, <laughs> I don't know if you've heard this whole thing about the flow state. So this whole thing about the flow state is synonymous with musicians and artists and, and, and athletes, right? You have done a certain action or motion tens of thousands of times before you step onto the court. I've practiced this one lick many times so that whenever I go into the arena, I'm not thinking, I'm not verifying anymore. Or if I am, it's happening in a very, very quick manner. Yeah. Because I've already taken the time in my sanctuary to verify those things and say, no, 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 I can do this. I have figured out the motion and I've done it millions and millions of times. So I feel like you have to, as you were talking about, I, my whole goal is to get into that flow state as quickly as I possibly can. So this verification process, like you said, it can be done in the moment or it can be done before. And it should be, man. I think that when it becomes a way of life, it becomes first nature. And I think that's the place we want to, I think we're verifying. I feel what I've learned so far is that we're always verifying, but are you using the word of God as your final authority is the big question. When you were talking, I had to go look up this uh, phrase called sounding board. And the definition of it was a person or group whose reactions to suggested ideas are used as a test of their validity or likely success before they are made public. And I know that oftentimes our sounding board is what culture has said, what the last movie we watched said, what our heart really wants, what our carnal nature wants. But when the word of God is the sounding board, it is the verification tool that can let you know if this thing is going to be successful or not. I feel like that's what the word, I love the gospels, but I also love the testimonies of everybody who's tried God's word and then the wisdom books, because I look at what I'm thinking and what I want to do and I put it next to the word of God and it comes back and says, man, that's a vain pursuit. Or it says, yes, I'll partner with you on that. Or yes, that's a principle as divine in nature. Or yes, this is one of my promises. Or no, that's the enemy trying to tempt you away from me. And when the word of God is your final authority, your sounding board, then you can really know that you're verifying properly. If that makes sense. That's so, no, bro, a hundred percent. Okay. God is the final authority, like you said. So if okay. we're verifying through his lens, and once again, his ways are higher than our ways, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Yeah. Think about what type of power and strength that gives you whenever you are in the space in the moment where, once again, courage, the whole idea of acting when you feel the fear, the grief, the pain. Yeah. You're able to act much more swiftly, right? This is why I was talking about that whole flow state thing. I have done this process so many times. I can, I can verify and I can stand in that verification process because I've done it so many times quickly. I now know I can occupy the courage. I now know I can take my emotions and align them to whatever God has said because of that. It's, it's, it's so beautiful, man. It's like... The word of God, I look at like my basketball coach or my brother's boxing coach. And when you're playing basketball, the, the, my coach said, don't watch the ball, watch their waist. That lets you know where the player is going. My uh, brother's boxing coach says, watch the shoulders. Don't try to watch their fist or guess what's going to happen next. He's telling you to look at the thing that's controlling the thing that you want. 
Ding, ding, ding. Look at the thing that's controlling the thing that you want. And I believe that that's what the word of God does. It helps us get to the root of the thing that we want or to the root trick of the enemy. Oftentimes the enemy is trying to bait us and distract us. And when the word of God lets us know that this is how he gets you out of faith and gets you into doubt, we're recognizing what he's doing in that moment. And we're like, oh, okay. So this whole thing about me trying to prove my dad wrong is a trap. This whole thing about trying to get back at the people who did me dirty in high school is a trap. This whole thing about trying to get rich and successful so I can flex on the next person is really a trap. That is the same. That pursuit is actually going to keep me away from fulfillment. God is revealing to me. Yeah. It's pride. Oh my gosh, dude, that is so mind blowing. Because then what that verification process does, it gives you an awareness. It does. Your senses to be aware of everything the devil, the world, that culture is throwing at you, yeah. you are hyper aware and you're not ignorant anymore. Bruh, I, I pray this prayer often. Um, and I got it from the movie, The Wizard of Oz. Do you, do you remember the movie? You saw the movie, of The Wizard of Oz? Yeah, of course of you course. saw it. And, and The Wiz. And so what we see was that at some point when they get into the Emerald City and the, the palace, that Dorothy's there with her dog, Toto, and Toto goes and pulls back that curtain, and you see this man who's manufacturing this fear. Oh, my goodness. And so what I pray often is God unveil the fears that the enemy is trying to present me with. Show me truth in the midst of it all because he's presenting this big thing that I should be afraid of. Here comes Toto, pulls back, or the Holy Spirit pulls back the curtain and says, is this what you're afraid of? And the Holy Spirit has told me often, through verification, through time in my sanctuary, stop running from things that are not chasing you. It's a facade, it's a fake, it's a decoy, it's a trap, it's bait. When he reveals that to me, so much peace is restored and peace is like fuel. It gives me energy, it revigorates me. And that's what really helps me to stay in a sustained place of energy on my path to pursue success. I am being life coached right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is, I am taking that and using that. Yeah. What do I need to have unveiled? What do I need to have unveiled? Yeah. Because those things aren't real. No. Almost. It's so funny what you're saying. I want to say this last thing before we get into this purify thing. I have found so many times that when I really sit and think about what I'm afraid of, yeah. I go on the other side and go, Well, what's the worst that can actually happen? Come on, man. And then when I think about that, it's not that bad. Not really. Like, really? Is it that bad? Okay, I'm afraid to sing in front of this person because they're such a great singer. Oh, my goodness. What's the worst that can happen? You don't do your best performance. You have an opportunity to learn. Hopefully, it's in an environment that is loving and non-judgmental. You're good, and you're still alive. You still got your limbs. You still got Come your on. your muscles. Come on, let Father God like. Come on, you still good, Matt. God, one of the biggest verifications that He's given me is that nobody holds your success in their hands. I do, I do. So there's literally nobody else you have to impress. He said it's just me, and I'm not asking for you to impress me. I'm just asking for you to walk boldly by faith. That was one of the greatest. See, and that right there, that that unveiled a lot of the traps the enemy was trying to throw my way, bro. I remember wow. when I wanted to move to Texas, and I I didn't. I mean, I was down to my last. I didn't have much. I had a, a Ford Mustang two door, and all I could fit in there is what I took with me. And I remember I was scared to go. And my cousin uh, told me, he said, "Look, if you fall, just get back up. I love you, and I'll see you soon." 
What do you mean if that, that was it? He said, "If you fall, get back up." Well, you got family. If you fall, get back up. I'll see you soon. Let me know you need some help. And I told my my nephew when he went off to college. I told him the same thing when he left to go to college. I said, "Look, if you want this to be an enjoyable and successful experience, reach out to your circle, reach out to your family, reach out to your tribe." If you want to make it hard and try to prove something to somebody who's not even worthy of you trying to prove it to, then do it yourself. Mm. I, I got to say this again. I'm getting life coached right now. That is so real and so true. <sighs> Y'all heard this. First point, verify your thoughts. Yeah. Take these thoughts and compare them to the word of God. Are they right? Are they pure? Are they noble? Mm. Once you've done that, Purify the limiting beliefs. Mm. Once you know that the, oh, wait, these are not from God. Purify the limiting beliefs. Yeah. Let's go to this verse. Second Corinthians 10, three through six. For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought, not this one thought, not that a few, every single thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. Yo, yes. there's a lot to unpack here when it comes to limiting beliefs yeah. and purifying them. Talk, yeah. Donovan. Listen, man, this is this is one of the biggest things. Another one, I know it's a lot of big things. God gives big things. He hey. gives big things. So this is what he said. He told me that the reason I want you to hold these thoughts captive, instead of just killing them, make them a prisoner of war for a second. Just one moment, take them and interrogate them. Find out where they came from. Because if you kill this thing, but you don't find out how this thing got into your life in the first place, That doorway is still open and another thing is going to come in. You hold it captive. You interrogate these thoughts. Where did this come from? Oh, that TV show that I kept watching. Oh, yeah, I do like that kind of music. And so what's the point of just saying, I don't believe that guy didn't say that. The verification process is for you to find out where it came from, hold it hostage, prisoner of war, and now we're going to purify. We're going to find out where you came from and now I'm going to shut the door that you came through. I'm going to shut the door that you came through. This is the purification process. You're going to make an exchange. I'm going to interrogate you. You're going to work out for my good because I'm going to find out how you got in and I'm going to get that area of my life healed through Christ. And therefore, it won't be an interest anymore. Amen. Yo, when you were talking, I was thinking about that song. Shut the door. Keep out the devil. Shut the door. Keep the devil in the night. Shut the door. Hey, keep (laughs) out the devil. You remember that song? Bro, that is a, is that a quartet? That's a that's a song, bro. I don't even remember who sang it. No, but it. it's it's. I just in my mind, I see the video. It's old song, and I see these guys singing it in a circle. Unless they just made it into one of those um, acapella songs. It's but yeah. probably a barbershop something. But that's yes, what you're telling yes. them to do, though. Like you, my thought are a prisoner of war. Once I can mm. purify this, figure out where it comes from, I am shutting that door. No more do you have any space to live in my life. I will not give you an area where you can breathe. I am choking you out. And I say mm. that with no hesitation and no reservation. Because when mm. it comes to the devil, when it comes to your calling, you deserve to choke out every single thing that's going to take captive of you. Because God's calling in your life is too important and too great. We've talked about this in previous episodes. You are part of the bigger movement. 
You are. And you deserve to rise up with all the strength that God has for you. So shut that door. Hey, door, guess what? Man. Boom. You out there. Hey, keep the devil in the night. Keep the devil in the night. <laughs> where he blind and can't see nothing. You know what that reminded me of? Can't see me. Can't see me. Can't touch me. Can't see. Listen. Well, because you also, we are also black, so. Wow. Wow. I mean, I just brought the race thing. You and I are black. He can't but see But you know me what? Anyway. It's true. <laughs> and, uh. <laughs> Core, I don't know if we can Listen, use that. But anyway. We going to use it. We going to use all of it. We going to use all of it. They need to understand. Oh, my God. I enjoy studying the Bible with you, man, hey. and sharing on this podcast. Hey. It, it, it brings so much to my life. Like the Bible says, laughter is medicine, but wisdom is, is, is an ointment, man. So this is something that came to me when you were just talking. What door have we seen shut in the Bible? I think about the children of Israel. When they actually got out of Egypt, this is how we do our thoughts. I've escaped that thought. <laughs> I'm going off to something better. But for whatever reason, God let them be hailed up at the Red Sea. And he let that thought or that enemy catch back up with them. And they were like, man, we could have just died. Why you bring us out here to die? But that whole story, if you know how that story plays out from Exodus, God opens up the sea, lets the children of Israel through, and lets the army come in also, and then shuts the sea on top of the enemy. Wow. So that they would, and, and this is what I've learned from my study, you know, and I'm still studying it. But now as they got out of the Red Sea and went to the promised place, they wouldn't have to always look behind their back wondering if that thought or that enemy is going to catch up to him. He destroyed it once and for all. And that is the point of this whole purification process, this, to, to exchange that thought for something true and something righteous, something powerful, so that it can never come back. And you don't have to keep looking behind your back like, man, I'm a recovering addict, so I just I always got to live like this limited place and this, this, this place of timidity. You can't be courageous if you still think that something is going to come get you. That's why this purification process is so important. It liberates you from whatever it was that was really holding you captive. And now you have its power and you can move forward by faith and courage and not be exhausted. But now think about this. They still had to go through a sanctification process even after they left Egypt. Yeah. 40 years yeah. in the wilderness. God is saying, yeah, I, if you cannot enter that promised land with any of these limiting beliefs, if you do that, you can't inherit it with the joy and the love and the hope that I have for you. Or that's the hope. He's like, yeah. he actually, didn't he have to allow Man. the generation before to die? Man. Yeah. Did. Like, and they get, cause they kept choosing something different. Well, but I, I wonder all these other thoughts, all these other things mm. that they hadn't taken to God verified. Oh, but we want, we, we want this golden. I am God. Yeah. I shall have no other God before me. Have courage and, and in want, me. And I don't want to villainize children in Israel because I think we suffer with the same things. The reason they wanted the golden calf because there was an immediate comfort or an immediate call or immediate understanding or even, even if it wasn't a real Gucci bag, give me a fake one so I can pretend. Even if it's not real revelation, give me something hyped up so I can feel like... And I think that we suffer from the same things and we can learn from that example to be, the Bible says this specifically, it is by faith and patience that they obtained the promise. Patience, not being so thirsty and desperate that you take a fake and a phony, even when you know it is because you just need temporary comfort. And faith is what we've been talking about this whole time. That means that you're courageously doing what God called you to do, even when you don't understand it. It is by faith and patience that you obtain the promise. Ugh. So, okay. Ooh. 
So then I'm going to get into something that's a little bit difficult. You're talking about okay. patience when it comes to purifying these limiting beliefs. I remember I was talking to my sister about this. She went through 10 years. And obviously this is not compared to the same 40 years, but still 10 years is a long time to take yeah. some certain limiting beliefs and try to purify them day in, day out. She had already verified that they were thoughts that did not come from God, but these thoughts were informed by experiences in her past that kept her shackled. Mm. So my thing is, how do you look at purifying a belief day in, day out, and it looks like 10 years, it looks like 40 years where a generation literally had to pass before they could get into the yeah. promised land. That's hard. Man, it is. It is. It makes me think about my own personal story. And maybe your sister can relate to this, but I think a lot of times in those, when those extended periods are happening, I think that God is addressing our willingness, not our ability. We've associated and identified with maybe a trauma or maybe a, a shortcoming. And now we, whenever we're in a circle, we can talk about how hard these things were or how challenging I had it compared to you. And we've identified with it to such a degree, even though it's a limiting belief, that it's part of who we are. It's like our best friend. It's the person I bring with me every time. This is my story. School of the hard knocks. This is my story. No father growing up. This is my story. You know, impoverished, you know, neighborhood that I grew up in. But God is saying like, that is part of your story, but it's not who you are. And until you're willing to let it go in this process, we're talking about purifying, until you're willing to let it go and exchange it for something else, then, I mean, you know, that is going to continue to be the limit that you're choosing. Bro, what you were saying is so deep. I was hearing you and I was thinking about a surgeon, right? A surgeon knows how to excise the parts of you that are not for your good, right? But you have to be the one to go into surgery. You have to be the one to decide, I am going to go to the surgeon and allow myself to go through the full process of excising this part of my body that does me no good. This cancerous part, if you will. So it takes a lot of faith. And this is why it's courage, right? In the face of that fear of excising, what that entails, the whole process, it it could take so long. But yeah. that willingness to say, you know what, I'm going to go to the surgeon, I'm going yeah. to the hospital, even though I don't yeah. want to, it's easier for me to just live my life and deal with it, I'm going to go and heal. I'm going mm. to go and fix this. And we all have those areas in those moments. I've told you about my food struggle, bro. Oh, Father God, Father God, Father God. This is one that God is purifying with me daily. I've struggled with this for years of my life. But only recently, once I started to get high-performance coaching and realize, oh my goodness, wait. Jesus overcame the world? You mean food actually has no power over me? You're telling me that this object that has no thoughts, no soul, no power, no anything besides nutrition doesn't have more power than me having a will and a thought and an idea. 
Oh my goodness. Once I finally started to get that, I had to rest in that every single day. And I do now when I'm in my sanctuary time. Oh wait, this food has no, literally it doesn't, it can't think. Mm. So why are you coming for me? Oh wait, you can't. That's just my thoughts playing games with me. I made that up. I made that up. And I can unmake it. And I can unmake it. Man, this, bro, I, I don't think we have enough time to get into our third place. No, we do. Uh, we going to get through this. We, we going we gonna to get, all right, we going to get through it, man. So purify those limiting beliefs. Allow God to be the surgeon that you need so that you can excise those parts that are not for you. Once you verified that thought and now... What you got to occupy every single day in this success formula we've been talking about? Your multiplier? Faith. Yeah. Occupy faith. James 1.12. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, mm. which God has promised to those who love him. Mm. We have to show up every single day. Man. This is this is important, man. The showing up part goes back to us talking about taking radical responsibility, but even more so, we are talking highly about your partnership, your relationship with God and the participation of heaven. If heaven is participating, you have to participate also in this relationship. And so we talk about this whole process from, from verify to purify to, to occupy. These are things that you have to choose to do every single day. But the, the man or the woman, the person that's steadfast, the high performer that is steadfast, those who have set their mind on what God has said and don't, and, and they don't trust the elements, the circumstances or how things seem around them. They trust the word of God in a crazy way. There's something to be said about what that person can expect from their present and from their future. Amen. I mean, I don't know if there's more that needs to be said than that. Like That's what we're here for. That's what every single yeah. one of us, remember, high performers with higher values operating in our highest nature. This is what's going to help us win. Verify, yeah. purify, occupy. Donovan, before we, yeah. like, before we finish this, before we go into our challenge... Can you get? Can you take us through this process? Like, is there something that you've worked through, or where you can say, yeah. verify, purify, occupy? Sh show us in real time so that we have something practical to go by. Let me make it short, and let me. I'm gonna make it short so I don't cry. Um, just because it still gets me emotional. But man, this is probably another one of the most powerful um, processes of pure uh, verification, purification, and occupying that I took myself through, and it has to do with my father being absent. Um, I'll. In short, I think I had a relationship with him until maybe, I want to say three or maybe before that. It's, just, it's, it's all a blur. These are stories that I've told. I don't remember anything about him as a young age. And it wasn't until he passed away that I actually saw a picture of me and him together. But um, he entered back into my life at 18 and then I saw him again at 24. And I had these questions that he couldn't answer because he didn't know who his father was. His mother didn't tell anybody. She was in the army in a service. And it just got all jumbled up. And here was the issue. I started questioning or I was I was wondering this whole time who my dad was, why he left, why he didn't stay, um, who his dad was, what did they not want me to be connected to? All these beliefs because of this. I had confusion. I had limited information and it, and it messed with who I thought I was. I remember when my dad passed away and people were like, oh, man, it's OK. You know, you know, you had formed a relationship with him before he passed away. And I was like, that wasn't it. 
I never saw the tree that I came from be great. And so I wonder if I can be great. That is a heavy, heavy belief to go through this verify, purify, occupy process through. When I tell you the enemy tried to have so much fun with me with that belief, Ooh. it changed how I ministered. It changed. It, it changed. If you're, if you're a content creator, then you understand this next statement. It made me not want to post anything anymore. I started believing in the impact that I could have in my generation. I started just looking at myself in the mirror like, you don't have what it takes because you don't even know where you come from. You probably come from something whack and wicked. And so whatever you planned out to do, it's just it's a facade. It's not going to happen. And so for a while there, after he passed away, I had to really work through. I wanted to verify my greatness by seeing his. And I never saw his, so I couldn't verify mine. And as I took myself through the process and saw in the word of God that it never said that my father had to be great for me to be great, but that my father is the giver of all every good and perfect gift. And that it is his breath that makes me alive and living, a living soul. I went through that process and, and, and this happened recently, bro. This happened um, on the second, he, he, he passed away in 2019 on January 15th. And so this year, January 15th, um, I knew I was going to need to do something. And I told you in core about this. I needed to do something to free myself up because you guys talked about, hey, podcast is going to launch soon. We want to be at the optimal version of ourselves. We want to practice what we preach. And I was like, man, for the sake of purpose, I have to do something about this guy. Show me what to do. And I remember his, um, his, the date of his death came on a Sabbath. And so I slept and rest and I, and I, I came back to my house um, after leaving the gym, and I said, "All right, God, let's do something." And I sat in the mirror, and I knew something was going to happen. I didn't know what it was, but what was about to happen was a purification. Wow! Now that I have verified, like people have been telling me, like, it's in, and this is the point. Like, so what people told me, so what I found out that it wasn't from God. I didn't know what to do with it. Now I needed to pair up. I needed to purify what I take my clients through. And so what we did was I sat there and I prayed, and one of my friends asked me this question that brought me to tears. And God told me, He said. Your grandmother's not coming back from the grave. Neither is your father to give you answers to these questions. He said, everything you need to know, you already see in your life. Everything, any, any, if there's any greatness in you, you've seen it in your life already. You don't need to see it in anybody else. You've seen it in your life. You've already produced it. And I'm telling you that it comes from me. So I exchanged that thought for a pure thought that came from the father. I was willing to give up that story that made so many people feel sad for me and like, oh, Don, let me give you a hug. I didn't need a hug. I needed power. I needed truth. I needed freedom. I needed to be liberated. I didn't need to be comforted in that. God liberated me in that moment. And he said, now here's the next step. We're going to occupy faith. I said, okay, but I feel better. He said, no. So anybody who knows me knows that I had my father cremated. And so I ordered an urn. They never gave me the urn. But what I did, what they did give me was his ashes in this box, but it's covered with paper. And it has the date and stuff he died on. And he said, grab the box. And write down every answer that you've been asking everybody else. Wow. He said, you have a pen in your hand. Every question you have, answer it yourself. And I wrote down and I wrote down on that box that the mystery was necessary, that he loved me unconditionally, even though he wasn't there. He had my name picked out before he met my mother. So there's no way that he could not have loved me. There was something else that was going on. And I said that our, my lineage is full of warriors and, and we hold and we transfer information and data. And sometimes it has to be done in secret and covertly because the enemy is after us. And I, I wrote down everything on this box. 
I was occupying my faith and I was taking authority to change the narrative that was trying to hold me back. I freed myself up by obeying God, occupying faith, occupying courage. And I told you guys, after that Saturday, after that Sabbath, I came forward, man. I've been seeing myself in a new light, in a new way, and I'm not carrying the heaviness of these questions. God is not the author of confusion. He said, it's right here for you. If I didn't trust him, I'd still be struggling. I'd still be stuck in that loop. But I trusted him. I wrote my story and I keep telling my story. I keep telling it to me. I told it to my family. I told it to my nephew. And here I am, man, with more, with more capacity. And I'm invigorated now instead of being exhausted in this area of life that could have really held me back. Now I'm not ashamed or afraid to put forth content to participate fully in this podcast. I believe, I believe Everything that I'm saying, I believe it even more deeply and I'm able to occupy and walk in this thing by faith more truly. So um, that's my example, bro. Oh, gosh. Man, the emotion that is coursing through my veins because God said you are a warrior. God has verified you, purified you, and occupied you. So that you can stand in the courage to be able to speak this testimony. Think about every single person. Whoever is listening to this podcast, we don't know who you are. We've never met you. But the one thing you can take from the story is that this process may be an emotional one. Mm -hmm. God knows. God may see the fact that you may be crying on the floor saying, God, I I don't know how in the world I can excise these things. Have you seen my past? Have you seen what I've done? Have you seen what I've gone through? I know my child. I was there the whole time I saw it all. I need you to give that to me. I need you to trust me. I didn't say this process was going to be easy. I said that I was going to be with you and that I promise you, I have put so much more inside of you than you can dare think, dream, or imagine. So let's walk together in courage through faith in me that we're going to verify all of these thoughts that you've had. Mm. You're going to bring them to me so that I can do my work and sanctify and purify all those limiting beliefs. Bring them to me. I'm the great surgeon. And now you understand who you are as the high performer with higher values operating in your highest nature. You now get to occupy faith because you've tasted and seen that I am good. And that you cannot get this fruit anywhere else. You cannot get this sustenance or this water, this life-giving water for the calling I've called you for anywhere else except for me, Elohim. Now, my child, go into all of the world. And tell them what I have done for you. Mm. Because now the world will see their own sorrow and their own joy that is possible through your testimony. And now you and I together get to unlock the world. That 
is our call. And the own uniqueness that you have, we don't know your uniqueness. We don't know who you are. We don't know who's listening. But to whoever's listening, that process is for you. So the Imagine Faith Talk Challenge for this week, go through the process. It's very simple. What's a thought that you have promoted to a belief that was never coming from God? Take it to God and let him go through that purification process. It may be a day. It may be 10 years. It may be 40. But go to God and then occupy faith. This is for you. We love you. And remember, love transforms you, purpose defines you, and impact activates you by faith. We'll see you on the next episode.